What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. Today's Tuesday, October 19th. Uh, we're talking black and gold. We're talking LAFC. Um, they got a big win. Big win against San Jose. A, lot, a must needed win, too. It was it was an exciting game. Chicho got two goals. Masovsky got an incredible assist by Chicho. Brian Rodriguez showed up. We're definitely going to talk about that. We're also talk about the Dodgers. They just won a, a thrilling game, came from behind. And also the NBA is back. The Lakers are playing today, too. So lots going on. So let me introduce my guest before we break down uh, what's going on with LAFC. We got Edge once again, and we have Justin. Uh, Edge, how you doing? Doing good, man. Thanks for having me back on the pod. And we also have Justin. I think JP. He will be joining us shortly. Uh, Justin, how you doing? Doing well. Happy to be here after a win. Hopefully, we can keep it going. Yeah, uh, I mean, it was it was it was exciting win. You know, a lot a lot going on with, with LAFC. Uh, what do you guys think? I got to talk to you guys about the Dodger game. What do you guys think about the Dodger game? Oh, it was such like, and it was an amazing comeback. You know, to see uh, Bellinger hit that um, three run. It was amazing. It was so amazing. And then for Mookie Betts to hit that run right after, it was amazing. Loved it. Yeah. Give me a sec. I might cut out. I'm a... Yeah, I think you're cutting out. Okay, there we go. There we go. Sorry, we're making it work. Oh, yeah, but Justin, what were your thoughts on on the Dodger game? Uh, well, I'm not a Dodger fan, so um, oh god, you know what? We need to get you off this podcast now. Don't tell me you're a Braves fan now. If you tell me you're a Braves fan, we're gonna have to cut you off. I'm not a Braves fan. Who do you support? Don't worry, I'm I'm an Oakland A's fan. Oh, I feel sorry for you. All right, we got some sympathy for you there. Then, then what? What about you, uh, JP? What you What you think about this Dodgers game? It was good. Um, it was, I think, what they needed to turn the series around. Um, I'm also not a Dodgers fan, but I do want them to win. <laughs> what is going on? What is going on oh with God. everybody? I, I support the Angels. Um, oh my God, the I, Angels! I, but I don't hate the Dodgers. It's not. I don't have animosity towards the Dodgers. And being an Angelino, wow. you want you know you're the the Los Angeles team to win. But how? Yeah. Did, okay, how are you being from LA? You you're from K Town. How did you like, cho- choose the Angels over? I don't the know. Dodgers? I just when I when I was wrong when I was like eight or seven when I was impressionable, I guess, like, the Angels were good. They had Weaver. They had all these other – they had Vladimir Guerreros. And then the Dodgers weren't good. So, I guess I just bandwagoned onto the Angels and I just stuck. So, yeah. I don't know. I feel bad for you. I feel I feel bad. Angels, I don't even think – they they can't even smell the, the playoffs. Let alone they, have the two best, they have the two best players in baseball, but they have no pitching, so it's never going to get anywhere. But – yeah. Tristan in the chat says it ain't over till it's over belly bombs. Yeah, Cody Bellinger's been having an amazing, amazing postseason. And that's what you want to see. I'm thinking about going to the game tomorrow. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but nevertheless, it's a it's an exciting time. We got obviously we got soccer, we got football, we got basketball. You know, Lakers are right on right now. Yeah, Lakers and Lakers are on. Everything's uh, October is a, is an incredible month. I re- I really do uh, enjoy October. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see. I was watching a little bit of NBA. 
see what's going on there. So I have to tune in uh, after after this for the for the late game, see how they finish up. Um, but let's talk about the big win, man. Much needed win. Uh, LAC needed the three points. Uh, San, they had not beaten San Jose this season at all, so it wasn't going to be an easy game. You know, it was going to be difficult. One thing that I did like was they got the goal early in the beginning. Uh, amazing assist by Chicho. Danny Masovsky does what he does, bets and puts it away. Edge, what were your thoughts on getting that early goal for LAFC? It was exactly what we needed, you know, to like start the game right and to get that momentum. And I think, you know, when we score the first goal, we tend to typically win the game. So it was a really good sign to see that goal right away. And um, yeah, Chicho set the tone and that back heel assist was utterly beautiful. And uh, Musaski, I think, is starting to prove that he deserves to be, right now, in my opinion, like, you know, deserving to be uh, depth. Because I think if you asked us like a month or two ago about Musovsky, I think we would have been of the opinion to sell him and that he wasn't like even good depth. So I think that little by little, he's climbing that chart. And I think he's becoming like a really good depth option for us. Yeah, I know he's, he's he's been solid. Um, let me let, let's play the goal because the goal, the play, everything about it w- was amazing. Goals to nil. Nice recovery there from Jose Cifuentes. Cifuentes on here for Arango into the penalty area. Arango just couldn't quite find the window to strike. It's a back heel though for Musovsky. It's a sumptuous piece of skill there for Arango and Musovsky applying the finish. So obviously you saw that you back you saw the back kill. Definitely seems like uh, Chicho and Masovsky uh, are definitely in sync at times with those plays. Justin, what were your thoughts on that goal? Yeah, fantastic goal, as you say. Uh, a lot of people thought you know Chicho took it a little bit too far. Should have taken the shot earlier, but he found a way to find find Masovsky. And yeah, that link up was impressive. I mean, Chicho knew exactly where Musovsky was, knew where his run was coming behind him. So. Clearly, they have some kind of chemistry there. Um, and to Edge's point, I mean, Musovsky, at the beginning of the season, there was that debate, is it Musovsky or Jennings as that, you know, depth striker? And I think clearly now Musovsky has has taken that ahead of uh, Cal Jennings, who continues to go to uh, Vegas. Yeah, a lot, Las Vegas slides, which I think their season's coming to an end or already came to an end. I haven't really kept up with them too much this season. Uh, but yeah, one thing that I've seen about Danny Musovsky, um, Obviously, it's been tough, right? Because, you know, they started with Corey Barrett, you have Brian Rodriguez, Diego Rossi. So it's been tough for him to get, get those playing times. But when he has gotten those playing times, uh, most like most most of the opportunities are always a threatening opportunity, and we've seen him score goals. I think it's very tough for him uh, to, to potentially be a starter because of who they have. But I could see potentially, if it doesn't work out with LAFC, I could see him being a starter. Um, for another for another MLS club because he he definitely has it. he definitely has a heart he definitely obviously he can he can show how uh, clinical he is inside the box and that finish uh, it just started things off just right for LFC. Uh JP, what, what were your thoughts on on Musovsky's goal? Yeah, it was good. He he you know needed to be where a striker needed to be in the box and and you know if a striker's there poaching things like this are going to happen. Um, Chicho's touch wasn't the best. Um, I think you know if he would have taken a better touch, maybe Chicho could have. Could have gotten a shot off, but yeah, you know, Chicho doing that little cheeky um, back heel, and then Moose being being where a striker should be in the box, and then it was it was nice because it was early, um, and I think that set the tempo for the rest of the game, um, which we'll get into. But yeah, that's what the team needed—a quick, quick, quick and easy start, and then easy way to the win. Yeah, and I, th- I think a lot, a lot of those things is. is... This is what you want from a see a twelve o'clock game. Um, I didn't go to this game. I had some family stuff, but 
Uh, it was a hot game from what I saw. They had towels on their head. Uh, JP, I knew you were there. Uh, Edge, yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure if you were there. Justin, yeah, I'm, I'm there not, every I'm game. Sure you were there. Um, but yeah, it, it looked like a hot game. Twelve. I've been to a plenty of these twelve o'clock games. Never liked them. I don't think I will ever like them. And I understand why they do it. Um, and it's a compact schedule. You know, it's also college football rights and all these things. Maybe this is the best time to play it, but. I just I just don't like them. We'll see we'll see what happens moving forward. But a game like this, a game that's matter too, you definitely want it to be played at night, even if they have to play it on a Friday or something. You know, I know it's a little bit less of rest, but you I, these games should be like night games, especially um, with both of these team teams competing. Um, what were your thoughts on that? How was it? Where where do you where did you sit, Edge? Uh, I sit in section like 108, which is like right near the main northeast entrance. And my area doesn't have shading, so it was fucking, it was a nightmare. It was so hot. Um, I ended up moving a different section, like, later where I had a little bit of shade, got away with that. But I was I was concerned about how I was affecting the team, you know. But at the end of the day, we're both California teams, you know, where we're kind of used to this weather. And so they should be kind of acclimated and used to it, you know. We do play a lot of the season during the summer. So, you know, I thought they would come through and they did yeah, Justin, what were your thoughts uh, on the game uh, and the heat and everything? Did you get? Did you get? Did you take a water? Yeah. Break? Did I take a water break? Yeah. Well, I I think there was a good. The ref made a good decision having that water break. It was hot. Uh, I actually took my uh, co-host for my podcast, who's who's an earthquakes fan, to the game, and we intentionally oh. bought tickets on on the other side. I bought um, tickets in one thirty four specifically so that we would be in the shade. And nice. not have to deal with it, but yeah, I, the north end was in the sun the entire time, and and most of the other side um, turned into the sun during the game. So it was it was pretty hot for sure. Even in the shade, I felt it. So I can't imagine how bad it was in the sun. Yeah, obviously, obviously playing. Uh, JP, what were your thoughts? Obviously, you know you were up in the press <laughs> box, nice and cool, uh, chilling up there. How, how did the game? How did you see the game uh, from up there? Um, it looked pretty empty, you know, on the on the other side where where the sun was hitting. It was a very very patchy, you know, even the thirty two fifty two was patchy where there was no shade. Um, something I've never seen before. That was new new to me. Um, and the, you know, it was just o- open sections on on where the sun was hitting. Um, I was in the press box, obviously AC. Um, then I went down at halftime to talk to you know Justin and his friend. Uh, but the, you know, it was in the shade, so I guess I didn't really feel the heat, but. Yeah, you know, you can see the players really sweating and then, you know, needing those water breaks. Um, but, yeah, I mean, teams in Mexico, like, or teams in other p- parts of the world specifically play at these hours, their home games. So, like, it shouldn't really be, I don't think, that big of a debate. Um, you know, you get a water break. So, I think that's that's what evens it out. But, yeah, it's only one one game of the season, so we can't really go too crazy for it. But, yeah. Yeah, let's let, look. Let's talk about Chicho's uh, second goal. Came from the from an assist from Brian Rodriguez. I thought it was an amazing play. Brian Rodriguez did not give up on the play. Obviously, ended up seeing the deal for the black and gold. Still in play. Bad decision, Rodriguez. It's going to win it. This is the third goal. goal. Arango, that's it. Cristian Arango, Chicho, yes. To make it 3-1, to one, Chris. Obviously, so uh, Brian Rodriguez did not start because he was uh, obviously international duty. Uh, but he's looked great. Uh, he's he's looked great ever since he came back. Um, you know, since from uh, from his loan with Almeria, which we obviously know it didn't work out. But his attitude, everything's looked great. Um, you see it there on the field. Put a perfect pass uh, for Chicho. Uh, what what are your overall thoughts on Brian Rodriguez, Edge? 
You know, I was really happy to see his performance. Uh, like he's becoming more consistent, and I think the fans are really, really starting to like him again. Um, I think for about a year and a half, he kind of slowly was in decline with the team. And, you know, I, I actually made a poll recently on my um, LAFC Twitter page, and um, I was really surprised by how many people wanted to keep um, Brian Rodriguez next season. About, um, I think, like 75% of people wanted to keep him um, and let Vela go and let, um, obviously, Rossi's gone. So, but I thought, you know, I thought for sure more people would want three new DPs, but no, everybody's really on board with uh, Brian. And I think he's becoming a little more consistent and everything we kind of wanted to see from him and like really hoped he would be, he's like starting to show glimpses of that. And this goal, I think more than anything was a Brian Rodriguez goal. Like, you know, his assist was stellar. It was world-class credit to Arango, of course, you know, like, and most strike a lot of strikers in that position sometimes won't put that in you know they they won't time it right their first touch might be bad and it might go straight to the goalie he did everything perfectly and a lot of credit to him as well but and uh i think ultimately this was a brian rodriguez goal yeah no i mean look he had he had a solid uh i think the effort there to me you know obviously not letting the ball go out there i don't know if it was jackson it might have been jackson you i don't i don't know who was the defender on that did a dev, uh, terrible job Defending that because I think they either they had a set piece or something, something that came out of there. Um, but yeah, uh, Brian just did uh, put in a lot of effort on that play, ended up getting the goal. But one thing today, he spoke to today's press call. I got to ask him a few questions um, and hear what he had to say. It was I think it was the first time I've ever I've seen Brian Rodriguez actually speak for this long. Um, he answered everybody's questions. I think this is the first time that uh, LAFC has let him speak like this. They've had him speak before, but it's never that he's only answered like two questions. It was in and out, and it was from a from from the team reporter. Um, but it also shows me today. It shows shows me that the team actually has confidence in him speaking because you know at times he had spoken out through the media on his own. Um, and I asked him, he was like, what do you want to do? Like personally, you know, and I'm just paraphrasing here. He said just along the lines, he, he just wants to grow cause he's still 21 years old and different things. So to me, like I'm seeing someone mature, um, just, just before, cause of some of the things that came out, right. He wasn't, he wasn't ready. He was, you know, the way he was acting, uh, different, but now like I just see so many positive things of him and he's so committed to this team that, you know, Anything that happened previous, you, you can kind of overlook if he continues doing what he's doing for this team and showing these committees, talking about it. he understands that he has to do good for LAFC in order to keep, keep getting called back up to your going national team. And obviously, we saw the photo that he posted uh, with uh, Messi. You know, uh, that's an amazing thing to do. So I, I think it's looking good. But uh, Justin, what are your thoughts on um, Brian Rodriguez? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you covered it very well. He's, I, I think he's. Uh, on his way to just continuing to rise. And I think he can be one of the better players in MLS if he continues to grow that way. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a completely different mentality and attitude we've seen from him this season after he came back from his loan. Uh, he was a completely different player. He seemed entitled before. Like he, he, you know, he had a huge transfer fee, obviously. And he thinks, okay, I'm just going to use this as a stepping stone. That's what it always felt like to just go on to Europe. And he never really cared about LAFC, it felt like. Um, but now he, he seems to be focused on growing as you said that's what he was talking about in in his press conference um and and from what i'm hearing from people in uruguay he switched uh, agencies so that he's now with an agency that a lot of the top talents in uruguay are uh signed with which 
could be part of the reason his mentality has changed as well. Um, so yeah, fantastic. I, I love what he's doing. Obviously, um, we need to keep him around because he's you can't sell him yet for anywhere near uh, what we what we paid for him. So hopefully, he can rise up to to somewhere around that level or or higher in the future. Um, I have a lot of faith in him. I was calling for him uh, to come on from about the 50th minute. I thought that sub was actually late because the game uh, played into his counterattacking abilities and his pace really, really well. Because in the first half, LAC were the better side and you know went up 2-0. And then once San Jose got the goal back, and it was 2-1, they kept pressing for that second. And it just felt like Brian needed to come on and, and score that counterattacking goal or, or provide the assist, which he eventually did. But... I thought that sub was a little bit late. I wanted to see it earlier. It ended up working out regardless. But yeah, I, I'm no, big I fan mean, of him. Yeah. No, you hit. You hit. You hit. I, I. I also felt he should have come. Should have came in earlier. Uh, obviously, it looked like they. I think he came in the seventy-first minutes, around the seventieth minute. Um, but yeah, look, what, what he's been able to impact the games uh, a couple times now, and, and especially in crucial times. Uh, JP, give us your thoughts on Brian. Yeah, I want to keep him. I want to build around him for next season, um, regardless if Vela stays, um, if Chicho becomes a TB or whatever. You know, Brian needs to be there. Um, you know, he has enough talent. We know the talent is there. I think what he was lacking, you know, was a bit of, of mental seriousness, which I think was is coming with the, the agency change. Um, and also his confidence, you know, going to Uruguay, playing playing against Brazil, playing against Colombia, playing against Argentina. You know, you, it builds confidence as a 21-year-old. Then, you know, he came on the first play, Jutsen is marking him, and he's, you know, dancing over the ball, doing these things that, you know, confident players do, regardless if it works or not. Um, so I think his confidence is really, really the biggest thing for me um, because the talent is there. So the confidence is, is what's, you know, pushing him over the edge right now. Um, and, and I want to keep him for the for the future. And then obviously, you know, send him off to Europe when he's ready and, and giving us, you know, some more glories. Yeah, I think obviously that's the, obviously that's the next step. And that's also uh, one thing he mentioned that he eventually obviously wants to go to Europe. But I think before that happens, he needs to kill it in MLS. He, I don't know if he, uh, if he's capable of have a golden boot type of season because he has, he hasn't looked as a, you know, he has, a, he doesn't finish as as good as Rossi. But he, he had, I feel like for next year, because obviously this year's you know coming down to the last five games. But to next next year, he needs to be up there, uh, uh, in the statistics, you know. Whether it's assists, ten, you know, fifteen assists a year, or whatever, something that that really makes him stand out. Um, obviously, it could also be goals too, but we haven't seen that of him. But I think he needs to be up there um, when it comes to assists or, or something that you know, something that's tangible and we can see, right? Um, because I think that's where Brian Rodriguez is going to take his game to the next level. I definitely I, before he makes the next step, he definitely has to um, own the league and, and seem like okay, just like Rossi, we knew Rossi was too good. We knew Rossi was too good for the league because he proved it, and I think we need we need Brian. And I, I'm very excited. I'm very excited uh, to see what he looks like next season. Obviously, still still five games. Not not getting ahead of myself, but it has not been a, a, a good season for LAFC. But I I think the future looks bright uh, for Brian. The future looks bright for Chicho. Um, right? Whether it's Carlos Vela, I mean, I don't know. Uh, you get another piece. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of changes are. are are going to happen, but I, I'm very excited for the future Brian Rodriguez and Chicho because those guys look very committed to this team and what could potentially uh, happen. Um, I lo- lo- we got to talk about Vela. Uh, we got to talk about Vela because it's obviously um, he's questionable. I don't think he was on the plane flight 
So if he's not playing tomorrow, he's not playing the game this weekend. And what is it, Minnesota? Did they go to Minnesota well, Saturday? That's, that's where that's where Andy got him in the press conference because Bob did not know how to answer that that question. Andy Andy asked him about um, if they're, he's gonna they're gonna him and Atuesta are gonna travel to to Dallas and no, then to Minnesota. No, they're not gonna. What did he but, What did he say? Because I, I didn't. I, I tuned in a little. He didn't. He didn't know how to how to answer it. So he said, "There's a possibility of them flying to Minnesota." Um, that's basically what he said. He said they're not playing on against Dallas, but they might fly to Minnesota. Um, he said after the press conference, he was going to go to the office and talk to you know the, the staff and see what the decision was. But you know they were trying to move them along and may potentially. I hope to see them in Minnesota, even if they don't play. I want them on the bench. They're you know the two captains need to be there in such a pivotal game. I think. Um, the, I don't know. I don't know if we'll see that. I, I we, we just have even. And that, I don't if they're not going to play, it kind of just doesn't make sense to fly them out there when they can keep recovering. Um, it, I get what you're saying, but it it just doesn't make sense for them just to sit on the bench. Not saying that they're, you know, they just haven't done that all year, and no one in the MLS typically does that, um, just to fly out there when they can just be recovering at home. But I mean, we haven't seen Vela, we you know, even El Trafico. But uh, to me, it's like if they don't play these two games, there's only going to be three games left, right? Seattle. And then what's the next one? Vancouver and then the Rapids. Vancouver and then the Rapids, right? Um, yeah, so it's going to be – I don't know. Like, I don't know. And you need to win as many games as possible. But, look, for Vela not being able to play or they keep saying questionable to me is, is just – it comes across that, like, they're trying to hide or potentially hide. That's how it comes across to me, that they're potentially hiding that Vela's not going to play. Because you can you can only say questionable, like, once or twice. What? But it's questionable every game. And that's the thing. Cause like when I used to cover the NBA, it was like questionable. It was like, all right, he's questionable, but it was more likely like that he was gonna play. When it's questionable, doubtful, no. But when I've covered LAFC, every time a player is questionable, I want to say like nine out of ten, nine out of ten times, or ten out of ten times or more, or eight out of ten times, the player's not playing, you know? And then we've seen him with LA, he's been questionable for like what? For three, for three, two, two games in a row now, three games in a row, and someone's like, I think someone commented those like he's been questionable the whole season. Like, come on, now. <laughs> like you know, and it's just like, I just wish they they were just more transparent about that because I think it, it's it, it's it's a little annoying if you keep saying questionable. And that that's just my thoughts because it, it it's just like it's like come on now, if the dude doesn't want to play, just. <laughs> Obviously, you know, there's a way of handling that, saying that, you know, you're shutting down for the season, but you can't, I don't, a player can't be questionable every single game. That's just my thoughts. Marvin? Yeah, no, I definitely agree. You know, it's it starts to, I think everyone's wondering if he's truly injured or not. I mean, being questionable, as you mentioned, for this long is questionable, right? So, um, I mean, what what's really nerve-wracking to me is that, like, okay, if we want to have Vela ready for the playoffs, if we make it, like, I don't want him going into the playoffs, like barely getting any momentum. Like we need to be starting him already, you know, even if he's just playing 20 minutes, 15 minutes. So the, every game now that goes by and he's questionable and not playing really freaking concerns me. Like, we're not going to be able to utilize him correctly, you know, and it does, he's not going to come back in one or two games and be his regular 100%, you know, MLS, um, MVP uh, status. He's not going to do that, you know, and it's going to take a while for him to get there. And so that, that's my main concern with all of this is like every week that goes by and he's on the list is a big concern to me. Cause we, I don't know if we're going to be able to use him for the playoffs if he, he gets better. 
Yeah, no, it, it's a it's an interesting thing, and I just it kind of just wonder, like you know, everybody. The thing is, to me, Val Vela hasn't showed, uh, you know, typically showed it on Instagram and all these different things. I know we talked about it, but you know, this season he hasn't shown a way to connect with the fans, right, or anything. Typically, and that's not his personality, but it, you know, when the fans are yearning for you or wanting to hear something from you, it's just not there, and I and I think. It, when you're a superstar, at least in the city, and you're a superstar, at least in this team, there there should be some type of accountability. Um, but Justin, Justin, what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, I that's the biggest flaw Vela has is he's never been a player to care about the fans. Especially here at LAFC, he's never been that guy. Even when he's on the field, captain, winning man of the match, he won't come over and and do shalalas with the North End after the after the game he'll go straight to the locker room while the rest of the team stays out on the pitch and applauds the fans it's it's never what he did i mean we saw him at the all-star game walk by all the fans not even say hi it's just what he does and so that's why it's questionable is he still injured is that really why he's not playing it could there be another reason is it you know front office issues and then it's if it is well i don't want him back next year if you're struggling to get him play this year you know if so, and then if you're just holding him for playoffs, um, like Edge was saying, it was possible that that doesn't really make sense because he needs to be fit and in form to for us to have a chance in playoffs. Uh, so, any any way you shape it, it's not looking good in my opinion. Uh, hopefully, he'll be there in Minnesota. If we see him playing there, maybe our, our, I can change my opinion because maybe it, you know was injury and they were just being cautious. Um, which is, I, I know Bob loves being cautious, especially with Vela. But yeah, as you say, being questionable every single game gives more questions than answers. I'd rather it just say out than say questionable every time because it gives us hope and it makes us think maybe he's okay. Um, but nothing comes of it ever. So I, yeah, I, I mean, I can't say I'm confident he's going to play a game the rest of the season. And it makes me, yeah. it makes me, it makes me think too that like LAFC themselves don't freaking know. They don't know. I think they put him on the questionable list, just hoping like, hey, like, is it's happening, right, Vela? Right? Is you're coming in, right? I don't think they freaking know. I don't think they would have put him on the questionable list if they knew for sure he was coming in. Like, and they did it because I think they're hoping, and they don't know to this to this day. I don't think they know. So, I think that's sad, you know. And, yeah. And I just want to say one more thing. It, it doesn't. It's so easy to write an Instagram message to the fans. The way so many players do when we're out of when we're getting losses, you know, Sifu has done it. A lot of the team players have done it to just write a message to the fans. And Vela doesn't do that. It's he's really losing the fan base. Yeah, that, look, that's and that's that's another thing that that's what I was trying to get at. It's like, you know, it's like, hey, I know we're going. To, you know, like what well, we seen Brian do it and stuff like that. All that stuff just seems organic that they care. You're you're the captain of this team. He hasn't showed it. JP, let's get your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know if it was Weeby or Extra Time, and he was like, imagine a B-Rod, Chicho, Vela front line um, come playoff time. And it's like, yeah, we can imagine it, but why would you start Why would you start that come playoff time if they have no chemistry? You know, Chicho and B-Rod have a style of play. Chicho and, and, and Moose have a style of play. You know, but if you plug in Vela, Vela's going to want the ball. Chicho might not get his touches, and I don't know how that's, how that's going to work out. You know, you need Vela back as soon as possible if he's going to come back. And also LAFC is marketing it as if he is going to come back. You know, why post that that story of him, you know, giving Rahima through ball in practice if he's not going to come back? You know, it just makes me think, it makes everybody think, and it just comes off to me like it's just 
it's out of it's not it's out of soccer it's not soccer related it's it's you know maybe the contract maybe something else but you know a hamstring injury you know he it was august 21st when he got injured against vancouver it's almost going to be two months now you know when we, you have the best physical therapist when you have you know all these things to, to get you back i don't think two months is is how long it should take you know it should have taken a month and a half and fine and he should be back now but it's just the way their marketing is what's confusing and you need him to have minutes with Chicho and and B Rod before playoff time, you can't start that first round of playoffs. It's just not gonna, not gonna work. Um, it might, but it's just very unlikely that it will. And yeah, another and another thing I was gonna say is just like I wonder. He's just like his motivation. You know, it's just like five games left. Effort, man. <laughs> I'm gonna just kick back. You know what I'm saying? And that that's another thing that you mentioned. Um, I I'm assuming. Let me be clear. I'm assuming. But, like, to your point, like, he's questionable. Like I said, they don't even know. Like, they're probably like, hey, Bella, how you feeling? All right, do you, are you feeling good? Like, you want to play? Yeah, I'm, I'm a, you know, it's like, you know, I think I still need a little bit more rest or something. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, he, he he's very passive, you know? He's been very passive. We've seen the interviews. He's been very passive, aggressive with the interviews. And he it's also, like, he also posted a picture with Chofis in like training gear, or Chofis posted a picture with him in training gear. Yeah, so he was obviously like warming up before San Jose. So it's like you're not gonna warm up, especially when Bob Bradley's so cautious with you. Well, and, that's what I'm saying. I think he's I doing what he needs to do, but then he's like, I'm just not gonna play. Yeah, <laughs> like just, you know what I'm saying? Like he's like he'll yeah, he's home, he'll warm up, he'll you'll kick the ball around, but when they're like, Hey, how you feeling? You good to play? He's like uh I'm I'm chilling. Like I'm I'm I need a little bit more. Like that's what I was saying. Like I kind of compared him a little bit to Kawhi Leonard because Kawhi Leonard in the NBA you didn't know and it kind of just goes down to him. But it's just like you just can't have this. Like I don't know. I'm I I just I just feel unfortunate for for LFC fans because it's like whatever happened, whatever whatever happened between the front office, the coaching staff, and Carlos Vela, like. It's unfortunate because the fans, obviously, the fans are getting the worst of it because obviously they don't know what's going on. Um, LAFC at times doesn't even know what's going on with with Carlos Vela, and you can't be having this uh, with your player. I think they're just. They're all, I think LAFC is also lucky that Carlos Vela is not a vocal player because he <laughs> he probably would have already said some stuff. You know, if it was a, a vocal type of player to to the media and uh, you know different things. But I think it's almost even difficult with the type of player that the personality that Vela is because you you don't know what you're going to get you know you don't know if he's going to play but it's like and I think it also makes LAFC look even worse because how do you not know what your superstar wants and if you don't know it's probably because you, you did something that you shouldn't have not done you know and it's probably pissed him off whatever they did definitely pissed him off because to me he doesn't look motivated he doesn't he, there's nothing about Carlos Vela that I see with five games left in the ninth seed, right? Ninth seed. It's little, yeah. It's still a long shot. And now you need other teams to help you get in. He's probably like looking at this like, you want me to come back for this? Just to have a chance? And then what? You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, I don't know. I, I just really feel like I, I'm really assuming that's how it feels. I could I could be wrong show up to Minnesota and, and t- show, tell me that I'm wrong. But nothing that I've seen from Carlos Vela these last couple of months, the start of the year, I was like, oh yeah, he wants a minute. He was motivated, wants to win the championship. But I, but nothing recently tells me that Carlos Vela is, is all about this team at the moment. That That's just, that's how I'm feeling. Like, I don't know. Like, and I don't know if it's going to change. Right. I don't know. I don't know if it will change in these final five games. Right. And say like, 
there's a game. Let's say you guys win, right, or whatever. Like, are the wins going to help Carlos Vela motivated if there's a if there is a loss or whatever? Because you got some winnable games, but the, we know the Minnesota game is going to be diff- difficult. FC Dallas, winnable game, winnable game, right? You 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 would assume so. Uh, it's a very very winnable game. Get three points. Minnesota, you definitely would want Carlos Vela, Eduardo Tuesta, but you know it, it's looking tough. Um, let, let's talk about let, let's talk about Tuesta. Obviously, without him, you know he has also hasn't had a good season. But a lot of players have been stepping up in the midfield. What what are your thoughts on the midfield without Tuesta so far, Edge? Um. You know, Atuesta is a game changer, and I don't think he's been too bad. I mean, he had a few bad games before his um, first injury, but when he came back, he was actually like probably like his 75 to 80% his regular self. And even that dramatically changed our midfield compared to what we were dealing with before or when he was injured the first time he was injured and our midfield was just an utter mess. There was no chemistry um, and Janela was just, you know, coming out of being depth forever. And um, Christos, uh, Christos, uh, Chrysostomo um, was relatively new. So there was just no chemistry. I think that was the reason we were losing so many games was because our midfield was shambles. And then obviously we weren't finishing our chances. But, um, yeah, a Twesta out is a big, big blow to LAFC, and um, but not as big as it was when he first came out of injury. And I think just having some games with uh, Sifu uh, blessing, getting a little bit of his form back, and Chris Ostomo having a little more um, chemistry with our midfield, we're not as bad off. Um, and the other thing is that Janela was said to be injured now too, and he might be out for a few. Uh, well, he will be out for a few weeks with the MCL injury. So right now our midfield is looking relatively thin. So um, our midfield, I'm assuming for Dallas, will be definitely Sifun Blessing. The question is that third midfielder, midfielder, and it's between Chris Ostomo and Duke. Um, a lot of people have been asking for Duke. I don't think it will. I think that you know uh, Bob kind of likes Chris Ostomo. He's I wouldn't say like a Twesta, but like a Twesta Junior, maybe. Um, he he's relatively Twesta good at, characteristics. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he he sets good tempo. His passes are pretty accurate. He he's not too bad. He's a, he's a, he's actually a solid midfielder. And so I I, I see him stepping in for the Dallas game. Um, but nonetheless, a Twesta not here again is a huge blow to LFC. Yeah, and also Janela, a great point you bring up. Uh, he's definitely out with the MCL injury. So, he, I mean, a couple of weeks. We know how it goes with LAFC. That could be the end of the season right there for uh, Janela. Um, and then the chat says, all aboard the Bryce Duke hype train. <laughs> he's definitely he's definitely in that. Obviously, Otoesta not being available. Uh, Janela out. How are you feeling about Bryce Duke and the rest of the midfield, Justin? Well, I, I'm a big fan of Bryce Duke. The the issue with Bryce Duke, I find, is he's an attacking midfielder. He's a true 10, um, and, and we have a lot of 10s. Uh, we have a lot of players who can play there. Right now, Sifu's taking the spot, but Chicho can play there. Vela can play there. Atuesta can play there. Uh, it, it's, it's a very packed position where there's a lot of talent, so it's hard for Duke to break in there. Um, and Bob doesn't love playing him as at the 8 as much, uh, which he's more comfortable playing Chrysostomo at. Um, but, but yeah, as far as Atuesta, he's a crucial player. I mean, you can see when he's not on the pitch, the difference that it makes as far as his down year, he's definitely had a down year as far as statistics. I think that's 
partly because he's been playing a six a lot more than he used to. He used to be able to play a true eight and even at times a 10 because he's he can ball carry and he can fi- pick passes um, that, that a lot of players in MLS can't. But he's we didn't have a six this year and we didn't have anybody. Janela is supposed to be that guy um, on half a million a year to to sit there at the six and, and play, but he hasn't been... You know, Bob didn't play him for the first half of the year, essentially, leading to that, you know, hashtag free Janela uh, hashtag on Twitter. But it, it works out if Janela can go there and Atuesta can go into the eight. But with Atuesta being forced to play the six all season, that that's why his statistics have been down, in my opinion. Um, I, I really rate Atuesta. I think he's a very, very quality player. Uh, and so, honestly, I mean, we're not going to have him, if we have him for a few games left this season, I mean, those will be his last games in an LAFC shirt, almost for sure. Anyway, so Atuesta, yeah. or who, who are you referring to? Yeah, yeah, Atuesta. Yeah, Atuesta. I'm sure he'll move this summer um, yeah. because he, he deserves he deserves to move on to Europe. Well, we still got we still got a win- winter transfer before the summer, so we don't know when. The yeah, season sorry, starting next sorry. Year. I, yeah, I used to the European transfer window. I mean, the off season is what I mean. Yeah, um, I, but I think yeah, he'll he'll move on. Yeah, no, I mean, great points, great points. And, you know, obviously, uh, twice being uh, at times having to play uh, at a position, uh, a different role, right? It, it does it does change the dynamic. And I don't think we saw the best Eduardo Twister. We didn't see the best of anything so far this year at all from MLA, from a lot of players. But JP, let, let's talk about who's going to have to step up. Uh, no, no, Twista, no, Janela, got Duke, Chris Hostomo. Uh, is looking thin in the midfield. Uh, you still, you know, you got Blessing, but he's, he's mostly out on the wing. But what are, what are your thoughts? No, Latif is the guy that's going to have to step up. Um, Latif is going to be the guy that's going to have to step up in the midfield. Um, you know, Chris Ostomos is more going to be more of a defensive role. Um, Latif, I think, is going to have play the eight because Bob just cannot put Sifu and Duke on the field together for some reason. You know, I would love to see Latif at the six, Sifu at the eight, you know, more of a Natuesta role, free, free roaming in the midfield, and then Duke at the ten. But, you know, Bob just doesn't see it like that. Maybe maybe he shuts us up and plays, his, plays it like that you know, tomorrow or this weekend, because I, I think that's just the strongest midfield without, you know, now now without Guignella and now without Atuesta. But, yeah, I mean, I think Atuesta's um, resurgence came with, with Guignella, freeing him up at the eight, you know, Guignella playing the six. Um, that, that you know, made him, made him you know, look better this in the second half of the season. But, you know, he had an ankle injury, and then after the international break, Atuesta has a shoulder injury. So it's like very confusing as to where it came. Maybe it came in El Trafico. Um, I don't know, but you know, Twesta is the type of guy to, that I feel like would play through an injury. You know, even if it if it's if it's bothersome a bit, if he's at eighty percent, he'll be like, I'll play. You know, there's those type of players, and and like Justin said, I, I don't expect him to see him in the black and gold next season. You know, he deserves that that shot at Europe. Um, so I think even even that even like with more reason he he would want to play these games a bit injured because he knows it's his last you know his last dance here with with LAFC before he goes off. Yeah, I think we still may see him in the start of the season because we don't know when the season starts. We haven't heard any speculation, any rumors so far uh, for Twesta. We know the talent's there. Um, see how long it took for Diego Rossi. So I don't I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't get my hopes up so far just yet, but I think I wouldn't be surprised to start a season. We see something like Rossi to start a season maybe summertime. I don't know. This is the thing that's tricky about MLS. You don't know when the contract ends, all right? And we don't know if it's till next summer or till the end of the year uh that Atuesta has his contract cuz I know we know he resigned uh for another year and I think that's 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 the thing that's going to make it interesting. Uh but we had a, we had a great question here from 
Edgar from uh, Facebook. He says, if we sneak into the playoffs, this would be the first time we don't have home field advantage, uh, a, a home, home advantage favorite stigma. Y'all think LAFC will play even better as an away underdog team that got uh, that got it at the right time of the season to go into everyone's home in the playoffs and keep them there? Uh, Marvin, your thoughts? No, I don't think I don't think it'll benefit us in any way. I think LAFC this season has been terrible away, and um, I, we have a very bad track record away. So, unfortunately, that's gonna what we're gonna have to play. Um, we're we are dealing with a different team though that we were you know three months ago when we had no chemistry once again and we had a lot more injuries. So. Maybe they're able to perform away, but definitely not. We want, we want, we need those home games, and we might not be getting them. I think if we win the first one or two games away, we could start playing at home, but it's going to be hard. I, uh, it's not the the team plays with heart when they have the thirty two fifty two there, and not having them there is very impactful to them. Yeah, and we should also know. I mean, great question, Edgar. And I think we should also know is uh, LFC are currently sitting in ninth. I mean, the win, the win against SJ San Jose didn't really help that much. Well, it helped from not not going in the tenth place, as we see right there. Um, it helped, but everybody else won. Yeah, literally exactly. everybody else won. So. Exactly. It's because that now, if we look, if we look at the roster, I mean, excuse me, we look at the standings. LAFC is in ninth place with thirty-seven points. Vancouver, who I forgot who they beat, but they 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 moved up. They're four points. SKC, Minnesota, uh, who you guys can play this Saturday, is forty with forty-one points in seventh place. LA Galaxy, forty uh, with forty-two points in sixth place, and fifth place RSL with forty-two points. Obviously, fourth place Portland Timbers is forty-six. Um, I mean, it's there. A lot of things can happen tomorrow. FC Dallas is in twelfth place. You guys play tomorrow with twenty-eight points. Uh, the possibility is there, right? But to Edgar's question, I think even before you get in there, Edgar, you you gotta you gotta find a way to break in because if you break in, if you win, you're gonna get forty. You, the most you can get is forty, right? And you still be out of the playoffs no matter what. Say the, all these teams lose, you still be out of the playoffs even if you win. Um, and that's the tricky thing. Maybe Saturday, it's a different story. Um, but Justin, let, let's let's get your thoughts, obviously, because it, it's it's looking very tricky and it's getting very difficult for LAFC, even if you guys continue to win. Yeah. Well, as JP said, it's it, it the wind just, you know, kept us afloat because all four teams in front of us won their games. So it, we could have hopped, you know, gained ground on any of them, but we couldn't uh, due to their wins, most of them beating teams better than them. So, yeah, that that's unfortunate. But as far as the rest of the season goes, I mean, our fate, our fate is still in our own hands, really, because we play Vancouver and we play Minnesota uh, still to go. So if we can win those games, uh, we can, you know, get closer to them and, and we can win. I really think we probably need to win four of our last five, um, including the Minnesota game and probably the Vancouver game as well. I think the one we really will draw points in is Seattle, which is unfortunately at home. Um, and so probably we need to win the other four. Uh, which is three of them are on the road. So uh, to Edgar's po- question, we have to win on the road even before we get to the playoffs uh, in, just just to get there in itself. Um, and yeah, I agree with Edge that it wouldn't you know help us in the playoffs because we have one of the best home fan bases in the MLS that gives our team a lot of energy. But to, uh, to the same point, it could give us a chip on our shoulder and say, you know, we're better than this. We're not 
a team that is is so low that we shouldn't have home field advantage. We should be beating these teams even away uh, with the talent that we have on our a team if we can you know have Vela and Atuesta and everybody healthy in the playoffs. Um, so yeah, I think it's still possible, but yeah, definitely would be better at home. But regardless, we're going to have to win a bunch of road games. Yeah, and I'm with you. Look, the playoffs to me, I've already started for LAFC. These six games are playoff games, you know. Yeah. So that's the, you know, that's 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 the way I've seen it. These games, uh, you can't lose one. I don't know if LAFC can go to six for six. Five for six is even difficult. Four for six, you know, it's like, it's tough, you know. Three for six potentially, but it's like, um, it's looking good after the first win, right? That's the one thing you definitely gotta get the three points tomorrow. Obviously, Minnesota. The thing is, look at the schedule, right? They play tomorrow. Was it the 20th? Is It's tomorrow the 20th, right? Wednesday. And they play against Saturday, the 23rd, against Minnesota. And then on 26th, which is the next Tuesday, a week from today, they play a game. So they're playing a, a game in what? So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So three games in seven days. That's a lot. Let's go. And the, and the final game is against Seattle. The, I mean, the, the, the not the final game. Um, the third game is against Seattle, so it's not it's not it's not an easy thing and an easy schedule. But JP, let, let's get your thoughts on, on these uh, these upcoming games. And you know um, what the hell they say in in Spanish? You know, in Mexico, when it comes time for for playoffs, like la calculadora. So you know, we have to be. It's basically us versus Minnesota United and Vancouver. I think the Galaxy and Real Salt Lake are are, are in. I think they're they're in. Um, you know. I think, you know, the Galaxy's last-minute win, you know, propelled them, you know, took their bad juju away, whatever, back to their back form. But Minnesota United plays against Philadelphia Union, us, and then they play against the Whitecaps. So those are three heavy games that they also have in this week. We at least have Dallas, who, you know, on paper is easy, right? So we have two hard games. We have Seattle at home, which is should be at Tuesta and Vela's return if they don't come back against Minnesota. And there's no Rui Diaz, there's no Morris, and there's no um, Lodeiro, I don't think. You know, so those I are... Heard, yeah. Isn't Morris back? Okay, so, okay, maybe he is. But, you know, it's no no Lodeiro and no Rui Diaz. You know, the two the two guys that are known for killing LAFC. You know, um, but we have to beat Minnesota. Minnesota's the team that you have to beat. That's a six-point game. And if you don't beat Minnesota, there's no point in beating Seattle. And it doesn't matter. It's, it's if you don't, if you lose against Minnesota, season's over. It's that simple. I told Andy, I was like, if we beat San Jose before the game, I think we make the playoffs. But that's a bold statement. Um, but I still think we can do <laughs> you still, it. You still got five of the games, no. I still we could do it. I still think we could do it. You know, I think beating Minnesota is all we need to do. And then it'll, you know, give us the the energy boost and motivate us for the for the end. But yeah, I, I think we could do it. And answering Edgar's question, if we make it to playoffs, then yeah, I think we could actually make a run to playoffs because we did what we had to do and prep these five games. But the thing is, are we going to make it, you know? Yeah. And he it, says, I only asked because we got win at home in playoffs aside from that one game. Something different brewing this year. Only if we sneak in. Thanks, guys. Winter is coming. <laughs> I like that I do, you sneak that, sneak that in. Go ahead. I do want to say, too, I, I really don't think the teams above us are going to win all their games. And I, I like, you know, as no, we someone, said. Someone's going someone's gonna to drop yeah. points, but. Yeah, and I think, I think you know, you're gonna need, if you're I had gonna a need bet, more, you're going to need if I had a bet, like, to drop points twice. If I had to put my money on who's going to win more games out of Vancouver, Minnesota, or let's say Galaxy, I would say it's LAC at this point because we're getting momentum. 
And really? I think, yeah, really? you know, I think, and I think LA Galaxy. I don't, got I don't, I don't, I think tell me why, win. tell me why, because looking at their schedules, it looks, Minnesota's looking tough, Seattle's tough, and the, and the Rapids. They all have tougher schedules than us though. Like yeah. honestly, Minnesota's yeah, schedule not, is not, very difficult. Yeah. Minnesota's, yeah. Union, us, Vancouver, SKC, and then they, they have visit Galaxy on decision day. Well, I was thinking Galaxy. Galaxy has an easier, easier schedule. For yeah, so that's why I said. That's why I said. It's that's I don't see. I don't see the Galaxy. I don't. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't check Minnesota. I don't see Galaxy because they got. I think. Texas I think Galaxy teams. got way too much credit with this win with that penalty at the end. I. I still think they're in a downward momentum. I mean, I mean, they did well, play Portland pretty well. Don't get me wrong, and they didn't lose versus Portland. But I don't think they're. I. I still think. I personally don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I don't think anything wow. can happen, that, but I think if we compare both schedules, LAFC has a tougher schedule because it's after Dallas, uh, after really? Dallas is Minnesota, yeah, Seattle, and then you finish up with uh, was it Colorado Rapids? And you go to yeah. Colorado in the altitude on decision day with more or less all the pressure on you. Maybe yeah. maybe yeah. the Rapids don't care about that game and the rest are players, but that's yeah. the hope, we got we got Andy trolling. He says, "Can't wait to see LAFC have a playoff game in Colorado and." Mark Anthony, Mark Anthony, Mark Anthony K assists the game winner. He didn't say who he assists for. You know, Mark Anthony K is known for assisting the wrong team. <laughs> that is true. That so is Andy, true. Andy's double trolling. Andy's double trolling. That is true. Not I don't think Andy's that creative. I don't know. I don't. He's not that creative with that double troll. <laughs> but that is that is the thing because let me let me let's let's pull back up the 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 um the standings. I mean, Galaxy Galaxy yeah. Galaxy has to play Sporting Kansas City. Seattle and Minnesota as their last three games. That's yeah. freaking nuts. And I well, see them dropping Galaxy, those three games. They already beat the toughest team in, in this first. The thing about the is they, games, what the, wait, wait, they, they the have a lot. They get to play Houston. They get to play Houston yeah, and Dallas. Dallas next, which are two yeah, that's very what I'm saying. Easy these first three yeah, games. Yeah, but those September. last three games, those last three games are like those where, are six points. Right, easy. But if you look at yeah. so if you look at it, get. If you look at it, Galaxy have two games that are, should be easy wins. LAFC have one game that should be an easy win. Minnesota have mm-hmm. zero games that should be an easy win. So Vancouver that, also have look. zero easy wins. Vancouver so as it, well, right? Yeah, so it's it's but, it's literally think, versus Minnesota and Vancouver. It's we're fighting for seventh. I don't see anything else happening. Yeah, of course, because the Galaxy have to drop tw- points twice more than us. Like they just have to drop two points, and we might drop two points. So if that happens, they need to lose four games. Or drop points four times, and I don't think that's very likely. It's it's just you're you're saying they have three hard games, and that's that's not what we need, you know. It's it's just us versus Minnesota, honestly. It's, that's you're you're right, you know. Maybe the Galaxy you can really see Galaxy winning those last three games versus Kansas City, Seattle, and Minnesota. I, I don't see it. I think no, I, but the I, point don't, is I don't, they see, don't, that. I don't see. I don't. They don't need to if they win these three oh, games. Yeah. If they win these next two games, points. that's 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 nine points. Um, they if even they get a draw, they probably will squeak yeah. in. If they get three draws, yeah. let's just say they get three draws, but they already got nine points with the first three games. No, um, they do, they do because let's say right now LAFC has thirty-seven points. Let's say they get that seventh spot. That's four more. Let's say we get four more wins. That puts us at forty-nine. Four points. more wins. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's the, that's the that's the caveat. That's like dude, that, no, that's what I'm saying. Wins, I really. That's, I really, I really I think that's going to that. be the scenario more than LA Galaxy winning those three teams. I think that's a more likely scenario. LAFC winning these, winning four games. I hope so then, too. But it's possible. It's just much more look, likely. Look, if to we catch had Minnesota. Bella and a Twista, it's a different yes, story. Then, but yeah, I signed that story. too. But 
Uh, look, I don't, I don't want to say feel like I don't want to believe. And, and but when we just talked about it, people don't even uh, the team doesn't even know what Vela's gonna do. Nevertheless, I we don't know if they're gonna win against tomorrow. You hope they they win. It's it's up there for them for LAFC to win. But I think for me is tomorrow is a must win. Uh, to me, it's like you can't lose any game, right? I, the the only game that you potentially could lose is um Seattle, right? Because that goes that goes without saying. But if you win tomorrow, which everybody expects you to do, Minnesota is going to be the tough game. Um, expect to get a win somehow, but Minnesota also needs to win. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's like you're playing at their home. So it's like if you don't get a win against Minnesota, then I think that could be it. And right. has LAFC shown that they can show up in the big games this season? You know, both El Trafico's big turning points in the season, you start off with the lead. And then they end up tying. You know, we, obviously we didn't lose those two pivotal El Traficos, but it felt like losses. And Galaxy was out here celebrating, but to us it was like losses. You know, so maybe maybe they do show up this 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 first big final of the season. But yeah, I mean, like Andy says, it's just too much math. We honestly just have to. <laughs> yeah, it is math. There's well, a lot because, of because my, I mean, my I head mean, is that's that's what I'm I'm getting at too. Is that like of are we really going to make the playoffs? I don't know, but if we're being positive here, I think that's the way it plays out because I don't see Galaxy getting that many points, and I think we're going to be fighting them for that I can see Minnesota spot. dropping. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To, your point, sure. to your point, Edge, all these teams above us are not going to win every single game. That's so if we saying. win yeah. every yeah. single game, we still we, – so, Or just know, four out of the five. <laughs> regardless, regardless if we still need teams to lose, they will lose. So LAFC still has the destiny in their hands. You know, it's not the last week where – these results need to happen, and LAFC need to win. If LAFC win these five next games or four next games, then it's still in our hands. And, you know, obviously, Galaxy, Minnesota, even RSL can drop and fall off. So, technically, yes, all LAFC need to focus on is themselves. And yeah, not- Minnesota, Minnesota played Philly, says, and Andy says Minnesota Philly game is huge because that's not a Western Conference opponent. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. They, they played a mile. So, it's like you also got to do some scoreboard watching, unfortunately, right? Yeah, um, seeing how uh, Minnesota does tomorrow against Philly because if they lose, they draw. If they win, right? If they win, you win. Everybody wins. Still back in the same spot, right? So, I think we'll, we'll have to see. And this is what makes it exciting. I think this is what makes it exciting. The hope. It's the hope that kills you. You know, it's the hope. <laughs> and I think that that's what that's what is going to be because you know it's like you never know. And you hope you you finish strong because I like what you've seen from Vela. I mean Vela Chicho. Uh, B Rod, Danny Masewski, Edgar is in the chat. He says we don't need Vela, Chinko, Chicho Gang, or or don't, don't bang. <laughs> that's that's, that's another thing. Is how is Vela gonna interact with Chicho when he comes back? Because they're two big personalities, and LFC is marketing Chicho very highly. So well, I don't as know. You should though, because he's scoring. Yeah, I know, goals, but, like... but Vela is also the personality that he's like. You guys should be marketing me, and he's the one that's gonna want to be marketed. I don't know. Maybe uh, they work together. Maybe so. maybe they I don't. That. I don't think I see it. I see more Vela like I'm out. <laughs> I'm out type of vibes. I don't really see Vela caring about the the Twitter. I mean the social media stuff. Of course you're gonna you're gonna post your players scoring the goals. You have to. It makes sense. You know he's carrying the team right now. But I, I just don't think I just don't think that that would be an issue. Um, you know I don't I don't think that would be an issue. I think the issue is is how motivated Vela is to play these games. That's the question, and how you know how they would play together, right? Because we know what Vela can, and Vela's not even if he even if he plays, he's not 100. Even if he goes, let's say he goes to Minnesota, 
Or is he going to give you 20 minutes, 10 minutes? Could be the difference of helping you, but I don't know. You know, because if, it, if who his else mind's not the there. Who, huh? who else do you bring off the bench? I'd rather have Vela for those 10 minutes off the bench. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think, think so I don't think it's going to happen. Um, but as much as much as as much as you want it, uh, got Juan says Chicho gang. I, hey, uh, buy, I'm buying all this stock in Chicho. I, I like I like what I'm seeing. It's definitely the future that that you, that you build around, and it, and it, and it's exciting. But it's just like when you when you look at what's what's going to happen. Nevertheless, I think if LFC gets the result tomorrow, then you start to see okay because it's just not this. I don't know how often these teams playing, but I don't know if maybe you guys can tell me. But I don't know if they're playing. Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday. Maybe other teams are playing Wednesday. Maybe they get another teams get another additional day. Because no. LAFC is going from Wednesday to Saturday to Tuesday. You know, Minnesota day, and they got to travel from Minnesota back to LA. So you're assuming they'll do it. Hopefully that Saturday, fly back Saturday night, rest up in LA Monday. Probably won't have training on Tuesday. May have a press call, and then Tuesday is game day. Yeah, Minnesota play tomorrow, then Saturday against us, obviously, and then on Wednesday they play uh, Vancouver. But also, just just looking at possible scenarios, there is LA Galaxy against Minnesota uh, on the final day, which could be huge for us. To eat. Say that again. Hold on, say that again. Uh, Galaxy play Minnesota on the final day mm, of the yeah. season, which which could be a massive game. I mean, theoretically, LAFC fans could be rooting for Galaxy. <laughs> Yeah, to get the win, man. Yeah. I don't even think Galaxy is going to win Houston. I'll tell you that. I think that uh, you know. They, I think they they're getting so game. much credit for this Portland win with the penalty at the last minute. They're if still they don't win. They're still. I, they're they still. Win. They were ten games winless. Come on, they just got lucky with this Portland game. I think they're going to suck, and they're going to lose versus Houston, and they're they're definitely not going to win. Look, anything can happen. What I've seen, both teams have played up to the competition at times, and they've played down to the competition at times. So I would not be surprised if that's what we could see tomorrow from both teams. To be honest, it's just like there hasn't been consistencies, and I don't like you know with Galaxy or LFC. I don't know how confident I I could feel with the with with either with either team, but this is also- where it's at. Houston's also very known for beating Galaxy, and Galaxy fans hate Houston because they get those surprise wins out of them all the time. Yeah, what's his name? Our Dar- Darwin Quintero. He is, he always shows up, you know. Yeah. So well, I think that's that's the interesting part about this uh, these 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 final five games, you know, because any yeah. anything could happen, you know. If Minnesota drop two games, you know. Vancouver drop a game, it changes, right? It changes your final. Yeah, because. I'm with JP point JP's point. It's like you're fighting for seventh place. You know, I really do feel it's at seventh place. You're not gonna and, and not just that, if you're fighting for seventh place, who are you gonna face first in the first round? Is SKC or, SKC or Rapids. Right? And I think you could be SKC. I think so SKC is the, the team I, I could see LAFC beating in the first round. Not the Rapids and not Seattle. SKC is the team I think we could be first round. To shock. It would be a shocker. It would be unlikely, but that's the team who I would bet my money on most. I feel so like you, you'd rather face Colorado. I mean, you'd rather face Sporting than Colorado. Yeah, I would. With the way we've That's played it. against them this season, regardless if we lost to them, at, 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 you know, um, in SKC, you know, Blackman got the red card of that game, but we dominated that game. You know, we obviously lost 4-1 to them, but then we paid it back with, with basically Las Vegas Lights. We beat them 4-1 with the Las Vegas Lights. Like, that's a team, I think, who we have their number in, in some type of – in some capacity, at some capacity. Yeah. Colorado, we we 
haven't played, and then Mark Anthony K can I don't know do some magic or I don't know what's going to happen. I think happen I definitely there. I definitely would agree that Colorado may be the the difficult the more difficult team. I mean, one yeah. point separates them. Kansas City's fifty two points, Colorado's fifty one points. But I, I would I would give the edge slight edge to Colorado because yeah. they they're they're a little bit they you I guess yeah you were saying you have a little bit more. Yeah. Although let's SKC at home is a very strong team. Very strong. If they're like Portland at home. So I would I think I would agree with you usually, but I think playing Colorado at home or SKC at home, I would take Colorado because just from SKC being so strong at their home. Yeah. Uh, Andy says, I definitely wouldn't Avella wouldn't celebrate with a team like they did Saturday with the little piece and wing side. That's true. Vela would, would be, be at the half already. Vela would just look at them at the half with his like hands on his hip. Like, what are you guys doing? Look, I hope, I hope as soon as the season we find out, like Vela's gone or not. Like, I like at the end of the season, whenever it is, right after playoffs or whatever, like that news should come out the next day. Like, you know, you don't want to prolong this. Thank you, you know? for being part of our history or Vela renewed for two years. That's what I want to see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you, I, at this point, you know, like if if, if, if LAFC doesn't know then there's an issue. But I think at this point, you know if Vela's coming back or not. And if you don't know, then it's time to to, to part ways. But it, you can't drag this out for like a week or the off season, you know, trying to convince him. Because if he's, if he's mentally checked out, he's checked out, you know. And, you know, you ain't, ain't going to see it. You ain't going to have a Ben Simmons type of uh, scenario, you know what I'm saying? But it's like when a player's checked out, he's checked out, you know what I'm saying? And that's – that's what I'm sensing from Vela. I think he, he he's he, he's checked out, unfortunately. But I could be wrong. He shows up on Saturday and shows up Andy as well and scores a goal and does a little thing. The, the way they market him is what's confusing me. <laughs> like, if LAFC – LAFC already know, regardless. And if they're posting him and practice, then they expect him to return too. Well, but I, I, I think it's the edge's point. I don't think they know. So they're going to keep, you know, posting that posting him. You know, you have to. You have to. Money makes Vela. Money makes Vela do things. That's all he but... cares about. That's all he cares about. Uh, just be honest. Yeah. He doesn't care about anything else besides where his wife wants to live and how much money he's making. And if this could be down to him wanting one million dollars more in his contract, and he's throwing a hissy fit about it, I don't know. It could be. Yeah. Well, we'll have to wait because I don't. I don't know if we don't know that to be true, but. I mean, at the end of the day, that decision, I feel like it needs to be done quickly. Either you're moving on with him or you're, he's, he's part of the team next year, but it has to happen quick. And, yeah, because uh, Chicho Vela and Brian, uh, if you could get it to work, it would be amazing. Now it would be about Bob Bradley, the head coaching staff, what will you do with Bob, you know. So we'll see. It's going to be an interesting couple of weeks. I think next Monday we'll just do one episode on Monday because LAFC play Tuesday against Seattle. So I'm just going to do one one episode. Um, and one, uh, I'm going to do the episode on Monday instead of Tuesday uh, because it's just easier that way for next week. So I just want to give you guys a heads up because honestly, it's such a congested schedule. It's, it's just sometimes I'm like, as a press call again? Like, <laughs> you know. Have, it, have the show during the game. <laughs> I I, and then i get ahead of it right yeah. I have this show, then i then i can't go to the game if i had to do the show do, well i could go, go to the game but not do it from the press box they're not gonna say yeah anything. do it from the press box <laughs> yeah that, and then they're gonna kick me out when everybody's trying to watch the game and no one's gonna listen 
But no, I think I think that's it. I think we definitely covered a lot. Tomorrow's a big game. They have to get the three points against FC Dallas. We'll see what how much of the Pepe show shows up tomorrow. Because by the way, he he's headed to Europe. Don't know yet, but he, he has a lot of interest, a lot of offers, as and as he should be. He's because well, he's been an you, exciting player to watch. Did you hear today he announced that or like I, I heard that I read that um he put in his request with FC Dallas that he yeah, wants yeah. to move. So that's I'm cool. hoping that's kind of him checking out. <laughs> no, nah, I hope that's. Nah, a good I think that, I think it's just letting know. No, like January, he's he's gone. He's gonna. He's not gonna leave right now. But once the season ends, and maybe if he can go play right now after the season, then I, I could definitely see see that happening. But I think he's gonna finish out these last five games, and then. He goes to Europe, so the, the, where, wherever he goes. But he I doesn't mean, he want to get things. injured. He doesn't want to get injured, so. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think he. I don't think they're going to risk him. Look, he still has to play uh, internationals, which yeah. he will have a probably a higher chance of getting injured. <laughs> Playing, he has to play against Mexico. I can't wait to watch that. Uh, to be at that game and, and watch that. But look, that's going to wrap it up, guys. Uh, I want to thank Edge. I want to thank Justin. I want to thank JP. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in, everybody in the chat. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in on, on YouTube. And like I said, if you're watching on Twitter, Facebook, give us a like on YouTube, trying to grow the YouTube channel there. So that's going to wrap things up. We're going to catch you guys next time and we're out.